0: Three, two, one. My question here is: We've been kind of establishing this pattern here. We've gone up and down, roller coaster, when it comes to serious, more um, intricate questions, and then you got more silly ones. This one's going to be more silly, but like the last question that I brought up that we went briefly on, this one's also going to be pretty brief. But it just struck me because this is something. Once again, I hope a lot of people do, because I do it, and, like, I I can imagine many times when I've done it. So, does anyone else, while inappropriately drunk, go to the bathroom, point in the mirror at themselves, and grin while <laughs> walking out? <laughs> and uh, this one, I just had to throw it out there. There's not much discussion involved, yeah. but... Uh, this is what are you doing if you
1: don't do that basically? I mean <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you and listen apple spotify don't be don't be demonetizing us for our <laughs> and a little foreshadowing into my next question actually there but um no that's a that's not a stupid question, although I can see where it would seem stupid because yeah the i <laughs> the idea of it is very silly right like. You're a little intoxicated. You go use the restroom. You're washing your hands. And you look in the mirror.
0: And, you know, <laughs>
1: sometimes some things come out and you don't know where they come from. It's a, the, the <laughs> ego within or something. I've had times where, you know, there's almost like a little pep talk in the mirror. Oh, yeah. I've had oh, times where, you know, I'm doing some silly dance move. I've, you know, had a little shadow boxing session with myself in the mirror. Like, oh, yeah. it, who knows what it is. There's just something about consuming alcoholic beverages for those of age over 21. Of course. And when you uh, start to do that a bit in excess, something about a mirror just sets the brainwaves off and the, the personality just really comes out. You know, whatever's on your mind at that time, it's you're letting it fly in that mirror. It's you and yourself in there and that's that's a good ten seconds of your night that you need to just have that intimate time.
0: It is basically just a time when you can hype yourself up. And that you're you're basically in that one peaceful area, whether you're at a party, a get together, whatever it is, you're in the bathroom, you're isolated from the rest of the people that you're about to go see again. This is where you lock yourself back in. So I just need to throw that question out there because, of course, everyone does it. If you don't do it, you should yeah.
1: start doing it because it, uh, it's a good time. It's an entertaining time. It is. It's like one of those natural stress relievers and uh, yes. emotion builders, right? Like it's a small act, but it can go a long ways. It goes a long way. So, there's my silly question. Yeah. So, you got yeah, I mean, that. there is. There's just something after you're done relieving yourself, <laughs> releasing the fluids, that there's that little burst of energy that just comes out in the mirror. You get going. You get Woo! going a little bit, man. You get going. It's, and it's great. Yeah, simple and nice. I like that question. So, my next question here I told you we alluded to it a little earlier with uh, getting demonetized. Again, this one more on the serious side. Um, quick, small background for you guys. So with YouTube, there's obviously the application YouTube that you can access, laptop, mobile device, whatever. There's also YouTube Kids that they have invented, right? So YouTube yeah. Kids is targeted at the ages of you know, 13, 14 and under. Everything that's on there has to be clean, quote unquote. Um, I don't know the exact rules of it, but it's supposed to be kid-friendly material. However, and this is the question this person asks, is why does YouTube make everything have to be kid-friendly, like demonetized videos that have um, swearing, alcohol, or explicit content, when YouTube kids exists and is specifically meant for that demographic? So basically, they're asking... Why do YouTubers that get a lot of views lose out on money from the company when there is a specific portion of the application that's meant for kids? So, you know, why can they not make money off of their own unique content, regardless of what type of content that is, to an extent? Yes.
0: Well, I obviously, neither of us here are big time YouTubers, but. I've heard and I've read a lot about how the monetization and partner programs are pretty messed up on youtube so mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna clue you into a little thing here back oh. when i was and i feel like well, i feel like I'm trying to relate to a lot of people in this episode, and some are hitting some are missing back when I was in middle school um beginning of high school uh, but most like seventh and eighth grade, I had a little youtube ch- buddies, and I feel like Everyone in middle school, some people in middle school, you, you, you make little stupid videos, you, you throw them up on YouTube. This was when YouTube was also getting really big, early 2010s, yeah. um, late 2000s. Um, it was really starting to blow up at this point. So I had a little gaming channel, all right? And we were actually lucky enough to partner with this Machinima. It was an old, like, little gaming network on YouTube. So I actually got some knowledge of how like the the monetization system and the strikes and the copyright system worked and it's uh-huh. complete bs and i know it's only gotten worse because basically you get 3 strikes and you can no longer monetize your channel and all these huge uh, creators live off of youtube this is their living this is their livelihood and a lot of the times look at these copyright strikes or demonetization things from very, very, very small things or stupid things that are pretty much irrelevant in the grand scheme of things, but it comes back to haunt them. And then these three strikes occur and there's nothing more they can do. They get that third strike. They've lost their livelihood, their ability to make money, at least when it comes to the direct um, payment from YouTube. So I can't, I don't know if I can give a specific reason as to why this is the case, um, probably because YouTube really wants to be defensive of their image, I'm careful with what is on the website in general, but there are definitely things that they have to fix and clean up because ultimately a lot of these very dedicated creators who have been around since the beginning of YouTube, help YouTube become what it is, are yep. getting screwed and a lot of oh, them are moving to Twitch and other streams of revenue because YouTube is starting to screw them so much.
1: See, yeah, and that's the part that I don't get is if you take a service like Twitch, for example, you can still make money off your channel if it's an explicit channel. You just have to state before the fact, you know, that that the content you're publishing may contain explicit material. It's the same with, you know, albums getting released on Apple or Spotify where there's explicit material. You've got the little E on them and the, you know parental advising sticker, whatever it is, um so yeah, it's gotta be frustrating, and I've read the same stuff as you that it's you know really a bunch of b s how they kind of screw people out of money, especially you talk about some of these guys getting tens of millions of views, they're still putting advertisements on these videos, and those guys see none of the money from it, which is. I mean, it's a little shady to me. And like you said, like the fact that they have this YouTube kids, which is specifically made for that demographic and you have parental controls on regular YouTube to where you can you can block certain videos that may be explicit. YouTube has a reviewing process. You have so many of these measures in place to if you're trying to protect you know, a certain demographic from seeing those videos, which let's be honest, they're, if they're wanting to watch them, they're going to find a way to watch them anyways. Like the kids are smart enough now. It's not like a 12 year old can't go watch, you know, the Nelk boys do something crazy. If he wants to, he's going to find a way to. Um, so yeah, not monetizing it is just silly to me, especially when you put all of these safeguards in place to prevent it. And yet these people are providing such a large amount of entertainment to a giant base. And I just saw the other day, speaking of the Nelk Boys, they since their existence have not, I believe, have not made a dollar off of YouTube. And they're a channel that consistently gets millions upon millions of views on their videos. All of their money has come from merchandise and stuff done outside of YouTube. Which is crazy, It's crazy that you have channels that are you know five, ten times smaller than them bringing in ridiculous money from YouTube, and they haven't made a single dime because you know they're swearing in the videos or someone shotgun to beer in it, like I don't know to me, if people are watching those videos, they're gonna watch them anyways, and it makes no sense to demonetize them for that reason, especially if you're still going to advertise on their page, because then you're just making money off of their content. And you as in YouTube, the company is making money off of other people. And it's their product, right? Like they're just using that service to publish it. So yeah, I think it's ridiculous. And I don't think that that's, again, a stupid question there. I think it's very fair to ask. A lot of people are thrown off and weirded out by how they run that you know it
0: just seems like virtue signaling essentially on youtube side but in turn it's uh basically isolating and ostracizing a big group of creators who made youtube what it is so yeah Yeah. another good question a lot of good questions have been thrown out not many stupid questions um and I'm i'm gonna clue you guys in on something We have no idea how long we've been recording for right now. This episode could be an hour long at this point because uh, our Skype's been crashing on us a couple times. So we've had to do a couple questions. It gets cut off, do a couple more. Uh, This could be a marathon episode because
1: I really don't know. It could be a marathon episode. And, you know, I was saying it before. I'm getting frustrated because we've run into very limited technical difficulties in our now 38 episodes of this. And now this one's just throwing everything under the sun, man, that the app's crashing. It's saying we're not connected. Like, help us out, Skype. We're veterans here. This isn't we're new vets. to us. I mean, and we prevail. On. We always so yeah, I prevail. Mean, we could release this. It might be, you know, 48 minutes. It might be two hours and 15 minutes. Who knows? But it's getting published anyways. So do we want to fire out one more question or how do we want to do this? Fire away.
0: One more. All wait. right. Bring we'll it we'll do one more. And I I provide a lot of kind of quick ones. This one, uh, this one is another very simple one. This is similar to your first one where it's simple on the surface, but there's a lot of deep, treacherous avenues you could go with it. So the question, one-liner, why does it seem like you have to be fake to get anywhere in
1: life? Oh, yeah. Very deep. Very deep. because this can apply in a lot of areas and almost and 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 this is not this is not a stupid question by any means because i think that's very relevant i think that a lot of uh what determines how successful you are what determines what positions you can land comes back to you know You have to fake it to make it in some extent, whether it's a job interview, whether it's, you know, you have a YouTube channel, something of that sort in entertainment. There's a levelness of faking it, right? Like you're, you're, um, it's the word I'm going for here, Christian. You're twisting your material in a way that you think is going to be favorable, to other people and material being used loosely there that could be again actual material as in content or even just in talking to someone having a conversation where you know maybe you're trying to land a position or just expand your network of people you know you want to you want to leave yourself in a good light there you want to you know look like the person they want you to see in some instances, especially if it's someone maybe higher up than you, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say that's very relevant to ask, you know, how big of a role does faking it or being fake play in your overall success? Interesting. What do you got for me? Yeah. One thing I'd say, a big
0: lesson I've learned as I've grown through the years, especially over the last five or six years, is that networking is everything when it comes to career path um, and what you want to accomplish and move to. And this kind of goes back to that. We're all human beings here. We are not made out to enjoy or love every person we come across. It's not healthy, actually. Um, Just, I mean, me and Easton, I'm doing a podcast with Easton. Yeah, we don't get along at all. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just human nature to naturally be uh, attracted to some people over others. That's why you have friendships with some. That's why you don't have friendships with others. Some are acquaintances, whatever it may be. So when it comes to this, sometimes you got to be a little fake to create relationships Create those paths, those networks. Um, It doesn't mean you're necessarily fake in the person you are. It just means you're turning it up a notch a little bit. Say you're going into a job interview you're very nervous for or whatever. You're obviously not going to go in there trying to shake whatever, showing you're nervous. You're going to go up there. You're going to turn it up a notch. You're going to sit down and you're going to be confident. You're going to fake till you make it and you're going to get that freaking job. It's just a part of life not we're not always feeling at our peak we're not feeling 100% so you got to find ways to fake it make it look like you're at your
1: 100% and yeah. that
0: only that only helps you in the long run
1: yeah and i mean again we're getting a little up there in age now in my 23 years of experience uh, yeah we're old got the north carolina jordan jordan jersey on here 23 23 years i've been on this planet i think what i have found for most people that works best is there does have to be some level of faking it and being able to kind of fabricate stories into a way that (laughs) looks favorable for you. But I think that that needs to be a very, uh, you know, if you're putting it in terms of percentages, that needs to be 10 to 15% when you are put in these situations, because I think that People that truly end up successful and end up, you know, going down the path that they want in life, most of it comes from them being genuine and just, you know, they are who they are and that strikes a chord with someone. Yeah. Because it comes off, it's pretty obvious when someone is completely faking it, right? Like when it's just not within their personality at all. And I even have experience with this as, you know, doing personal training. I am not the type of person naturally that is a big, you know, yell in your face uh get you going type of guy through being very loud and and verbal, right? And I found in, you know, doing personal training that people could tell when that was the case. When I would try to kind of fake that side of being a trainer and and try to portray myself as that, it did not come off as genuine at all. So to me, I was more effective in, in doing what I do by just being genuine and being more, you know, informative, having conversations with people and motivating them through those means um, because people can tell when you are being over the top fake, it's obvious. And that ends up putting, you know, an even worse rep and a bad light on yourself than just being genuine, regardless of if you think your genuine self might not be best fit for whatever you're doing. Yeah. So you gotta have a bit of a mix. A little bit well, of yeah. fake here and there. <laughs> Make yourself look a little better, but just be genuine. Because that's, well, you know, people yeah. can see through the nonsense. This strategy really only works if you're just not.
0: Frankly, like, because if you're just a shitty human being and you try to fake your way past being a shitty human being you're not going to be able to do that but if you're a good genuine person like you yeah. said you could just turn it up a notch um be a little bit more personable at a time where you're like oh i don't really want to talk this person it's not that we're saying like I, I think yeah when we say fake here we're just saying sometimes you have to amp yourself up in certain situations and because you're not going to be able to hide Being a bad person,
1: but you can definitely amp up being a good person a little bit. (laughs) Sure. And listen, it's always going to catch up regardless. Like if you are portraying yourself as a completely different person from who you actually are, at some point that catches up to you. At some point, someone says something, someone releases something, and then it just looks worse because you've put yourself as this, you know big, positive, outgoing figure that, you know, is helping everyone out. And then a story comes out that you did this or you did that, or you, you know, went after some person in some way, like you, you just have to be genuine for the most part, because if you fake it too much, you're going to end up talking yourself in a circle one day, or someone's going to come out and say, that is not who this guy is. And yeah, honestly, you see it in sports a lot. Like with athletes, you see a lot of yeah. guys that uh pretend to be the good guy, and then you talk to some people that work with the staff or coaches or people in management, and they say you know this this guy was a pain in the ass, and literally nobody on the team enjoyed playing with him so yeah, there's I mean it's a good question you gotta have a little bit of both, right gotta have a little bit of both and, and uh final I- yeah. Final. Wow, what do you got? I'm gonna end it simple, and it's only gonna take a few seconds since I don't even again know how long we've been going. But crazy. I, I mean, I've, I got the shades on now. He does <laughs> Christian? He does I'm listening. So we grow heavy hair on our armpits, right? You know, we do. I do. I speaking speaking in context of most people men and women to be fair women will shave some men do but in in general everyone grows some heavy hair on the armpit area. why is it that we do not grow that same hair in the pit of our legs behind the knees now you this this is one of the questions that truly belongs on this thread. Yes, yes, that is what I, that is what I was going to say. We've had a lot of
0: pretty insightful questions today. This question is a stupid question. This is a stupid question. And I'm not a doctor, but I guess you could just point to uh the hair follicles, right? Uh, there there's your hair follicles in some spots and other spots don't have them. So there's your uh, non doctoral expertise response um and honestly that's generally a guess but it sounds pretty accurate to me so
1: Uh, i'll make this a little deeper for you if we did say grow heavy hair behind our legs such as we do in our armpits yuck do you think that it would be treated like armpit hair in the sense that you know A lot of people are just okay with it, and they have it, and it is what it is. Or would people, you know, maintain it, trim it up, shave it, try to keep it consistent with the overall, uh, you know, volume of hair on your legs? Because you do, I mean, especially men, they have hair on their legs, right? And if you had this one section of your leg that just grew a lot more hair than the rest, Do you think that we would have groomed it in a way to at this point in history, it's trimmed down to match the rest of our legs or treated like armpit hair where, you know, a lot of people just it grows long, it grows proud and, and it's there. Are you saying this is like right under the knee? So basically, just in the pit. Right there. Up, yeah, in the pit. Yep. So
0: I, I'm just picturing a basically a mane, a horse's mane, only flowing mm-hmm. down your calf. Yeah. Why would anyone not trim? That? I'm not going to be walking around outside showing my legs, showing off everything I got going on here with just a mane going down to my ankles. What Listen, is though. that?
1: What Listen. is that? So I, I currently, I again, I'm in this jersey right now. Yeah. Say I go to the gym after this, or I go outside and I'm doing something. If my arms are in the air, it you are gonna see the armpit hair. And it yeah, it's not a mane, you know. I'm not I'm not that hairy of a of a guy in general. But there's armpit hair there. And and most people, again, especially men, have that. And we've just come to terms with it, and most people don't really you know, groom it too much other than maybe it's a little trim here or there. So what would be different with the leg? I just say generally the armpit is a a hidden area compared to
0: the leg where, especially in the summer season, it's just out. Like you're not hiding that. You're just walking around. People are looking at your freaking mane on the back (laughs) of your leg. I don't want to look. I want to see that. Now that you've asked it, I just may go and shave my armpits because now it's freaking me out in
1: general. I don't want anything to do with it. Listen, I, I I tend to agree with you a bit there. I, I would hope that it would get to that point because I feel like that would just look ridiculous having that on the backside of your knee there. But again, you never know. It, you know. It could be treated just like armpit hair. But another thing I will say is I feel like that would definitely get and put that away. <laughs> you know, that actually worked. I hope that you got a clip of that because you're using that blurred background and you lifted yeah. your arm up and it blurred out your armpit hair. So no explicit content on here. Thank you, Skype. You did one thing right today. Um, but yeah, that's I, I feel like it would be very uncomfortable to have a large buildup of hair right there um, for many reasons. And yeah, I would hope that people wouldn't like it. But, you know, you don't know. You really just don't know and And I am with you there. it's you know now I'm kinda like looking at the armpit hair, and yeah. what do you do with it and And that's a good question to pose to the listeners out there. You know, are we coming upon a time where it's maybe more appropriate for all sexes and all the genders to have shaven armpits? Wow, you know wow, because so there actually- are i mean there's been a movement, actually a very small movement and you know, not to, to push any agenda, but I hope that this stays small where, where females are, you know, they grow their armpit hair out as, as you know, to show that their dominant femininity, I hope, I think I said that right. And listen, if it comes down to it and they, we just want everyone shaving armpits. I'm all in for that. Yeah. I uh, uh, Sign me up. I'm fine with that. I'll shave my damn armpit hair, but you know, Let's keep it clean, people. I, I'm not going to get this podcast in tr- too much trouble right now because I could go on a rant about this, but I'm going to leave it there. Let's keep it clean, oh people. God. And if and if How you're upset you? with my armpit hair, I'll shave it. We're in have hour three of this. I, you are just fine, man. I'm going. just going.
0: I mean, have you ever seen the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Have you ever seen that? It's about the Manson clan, the Manson Murders. Basically, all the Manson cult members, all the girls – um that charles manson would recruit they they didn't shave anything they they were letting it they were letting it fly everywhere everywhere on their body um so yeah i was i was just gonna say that's a movie that you should probably shy away from because mm. it sounds like you're about to get real heated
1: um you're i about shouldn't to get real judge, fire man. Up. I, I really shouldn't judge you, yeah you, yeah, wanna you're grow, starting you wanna, to judge man you want to grow your hair out grow your hair out that's fine uh, you know maybe it's just my my genetic nature where i don't grow a lot of, of any type of hair besides on my head. So, you know, maybe that's just the way I uh I prefer it, but I'm done with this episode, man. With like it, it was <laughs> I'm gonna we, fire up. We've out. done so much. We have gone. Sky went through it. We had great we, questions.
0: We have fun. I feel
1: like I'm living in this. Thing now.
0: Nail. I'm gonna say this. So we we did read off a lot of pretty <laughs> insightful questions today. I'm just going to briefly go through a couple of the questions I wrote down that fit the bill here. They're pretty stupid. Um, So I, I said this one to you before that Flaming Hot Cheetos just, I don't know when this question was asked, but they just started selling them in New Zealand recently. And they asked, do people actually eat these things? And I said this to you because you, from what I remember, are an avid Flaming Hot Cheetos guy. Love Flaming Hot Cheetos. Yeah. So that was a shot at
1: you personally. And that guy can screw
0: hey up. that's yeah, hey. I keep it clean I'll keep
1: it clean but I mean you've got to be a unique individual because I get if you don't like spice you don't like the taste of them come on man figure right. it out all right well I got another
0: one here this one
1: this Rapid one's fire. interesting
0: does anyone else get self conscious about how fast their windshield wipers go in a rainstorm compared to other cars on the highway (laughs) i don't know who that's a great question this
1: who is considering this (laughs) no man i'm gonna be honest that's a genuine concern i i have been there before you felt oh i've been there before where you know i've got my windshield wipers going actually the speed and the squeak of the windshield wipers makes a difference for me there are times where mine are, you know they're going pretty quick and they're squeaking a little bit and i'm like oh man. You know, is the person sitting, passenger, thinking about their windshield wipers? And, you know,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's, that that might be a hidden. When it comes to
0: your windshield wipers.
1: Oh, no. I, I just want a nice, clean wipe that goes at a good pace, doesn't make too much noise. That's, you know, what I'm going for. So when it starts squeaking and stuff, I'm like, I hope I'm not irritating everyone in the car, you know? (laughs) I guess it's a hidden insecurity of mine. all right
0: Uh, interesting and okay final one here and this one is actually existential so we could probably talk about this one for 30 minutes but because i want to make you answer this in as simple a way as possible so you're really gonna have to choose your words here Mm -hmm. this this is existential is this it get a job have kids and then die and fade into oblivion oh my god man I'm telling you, we could have gone. You want me
1: to answer that in course.
0: in concise nature? Give give him give him some reason for optimism. Whoever the soul, the poor soul was that asked this question, give him some reason for optimism.
1: Tell yeah, him that this
0: is not. Hey, it. listen,
1: man. Person asking this question, I need you to shift your mindset to be more positive. If you feel that you are in a current state of doom, where you're your path of life is just leading you down something that is repetitive despair for you. Sounds like you don't like your job. Sounds like you're not really with the whole routine of just get married, have kids. Go do something different, man. You know, take a year or two off work. Go take a, go take a mission trip, go backpacking, go up in the mountains and immerse yourself in nature. Maybe the, again we talked about this earlier maybe the nine to five just isn't for you or maybe you just need a couple months away from it to to really find yourself and go there so no it's not it i mean you you've got options out there go explore them options uh, you're gonna have some pushback but who cares man you know at whatever age you are you're young and you've got time go get after it yeah and that's what i'm gonna say. i'm
0: gonna say this okay So in my wrapping up, in my answer to this question, I've found this piece of advice um, to really change my mindset in a lot of ways. And it's a simple piece of advice that you can do whatever you want. Ultimately, there's a lot of ways you can take that advice. But if you look at it in a positive manner, you can do whatever you want. So my brother, I know this is a long episode, but at this point, maybe we'll just split it into two because this is going to be a marathon. No, one big one, baby. Your brother's um, some, a freak, by the way. My brother has been dealing with, um, he, he plays baseball, he's been dealing with what college he's going to end up possibly going to. So right now he's super stressed about talking to these coaches, doing this, that, going having to call this coach to say, hey, I'm not going there, or I am going there. And I'm just, what I'm trying to tell him is, look, man, at the end of the day, you're going to go wherever you want to go you're gonna you're gonna do whatever you want to do, and sure these calls saying "I'm not going to this school or I am going to this school or whatever it may be they may suck in the moments the more so for the ones that you' let them know you're not going there, whatever it is, but that's gonna be over in a minute, and then that's that that's in the past that's never happening again. Just simplify things yeah. at the end of the day you do what you want. And you do your thing, and obviously not in a malicious way, not in a no. malicious way.
1: But if don't you just keep things violence.
0: simple, don't encourage violence. We don't do that. If you keep things simple, well, things will be simple.
1: There yeah, you go. And, and that's great. <laughs> that's great brotherly advice there, Christian. Because for those that are unaware, his brother truthfully is just a freak of nature, freak of nature baseball <laughs> player, and he probably does have some big decisions on his plate. So that's great advice. It reminds me back to my senior year in high school when, you know, I was getting basketball offers from Duke and Kentucky and North Carolina, (laughs) UCLA. And it was really hard because I, you know, I wanted to play baseball, man. I, you know, I was shooting 68 percent from three. I had all these great offers for basketball. And at the end of the day, I cut my losses. I said my passion is baseball. I got to drop those offers. You know, I was a guaranteed first rounder in the NBA draft. I dropped all of that to follow my passion. And and that's why that's great advice, Christian.
0: Wow. I, I, yeah. I mean, people, little do people know that Easton Roadhouse was not only um, one of the most highly touted pitchers in the nation coming out of high school, he was a basketball superstar. Um, and he was also a quarterback and a running back and wide Receiver. Receiver.
1: And he just, he was a star. He was just a specimen. Star on the badminton team. Um, yep. Three-time track All-State athlete. Yeah. The list goes on and on, but we won't get into that, Christian. This episode's already as long as it should be. <laughs> and with that being said, I hope all of you guys enjoyed the episode. It's going to be available on all of the regular platforms can't forget barzy short and sweet today seven five average performance (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah you thought i was gonna forget i I thought i was gonna Um, slip
0: it right past you
1: no not today go tune in check us out on tiktok as well we got some plans with the old tiki Talkie coming up and uh it's gonna be good stuff so check us out there thank you guys episode 38 that's a wrap